Hey, Noiros. Welcome to another March edition. Smarch edition. March madness. It is madness. Yeah. That's what we're doing here. We're, we're, we got a bracket going for all of March's noir films that we're offering up. So yeah, we'll, we'll see who that. makes it to the end. Yeah. Is this our first? Oh, wait. Last week was a March episode, right? Or uh, yeah. Wasn't that early March Thursday? Maybe the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, was, kind, yes, yeah that was part of it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Time. Time is just. What was the last episode, Dan? Oh, suspense. Suspense. We'll yes. suspe- How do we rank suspense against Destination Murder? Two bare bones Warner Archive films. We will find out today. But first, let me introduce my cohort in this operation. He's a fancy man. That's a fancy Dan. It's me. <laughs> and, I try to uh, be. Gentleman Joey here to say welcome to the show and also success on your fanciness, Dan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Another job well done. Someone's noticing. <laughs> I can't help but notice. Maybe Thank if you. we turn the video off while recording. Yeah. But your voice is so so goddamn fancy, you know. Can't Thank help you. it. Do you want yeah. more compliments? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I love where it's at right now. I don't feel like you need to go any further. I'm full of simply apple drink and uh, making yeah. me feel good on my insides, which is rare right now because health-wise, a little, little exclusive for the show. I feel terrible, Dan, all the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, don't try to make any hospital appointments. It takes months. <laughs> really? I've been on this since November, and like something's finally happening April 11th. Can you just show up? <laughs> I tried that, and you just uh, tried that? it was like $2,000 for ibuprofen. So Oof. fool me once. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Shout out to the healthcare system. Uh, for those in other countries that listen to the show, You know, enjoy those chuckles you just had at us. You earned them. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. I thought I'd have more to offer uh, on one thing. I thought I was going to be doing jury duty this week on Thursday. Oh. But I got the notification the night before saying I was off the hook. So oh, didn't go. get to report that fun for the show. But uh, it was good to be off the hook because I didn't feel like doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not against it, but just not the right time. But I, I get one year of credit before I'm on the hook again. Maybe I'll be have run away from Pennsylvania by that point and they can't find me. Who knows? <laughs> on the lamb. Exactly. Man, speaking on the lamb, I, I feel a little un- underprepared for this episode. I had to rush off because I got really engrossed in uh, Stopper. My mom will shoot was on TV. And oh, it, boy, it is so funny. That movie. I mean, you get to see Stallone in a diaper. That's that's worth the price I've of admission. I have seen that. Oh, I don't, think I've, I don't think I've seen it. No. Really? Damn. I know I know about it. I just I, I don't think I've watched it. Uh, it's a great film. Check it out, everybody. I don't know if there's a blue of it. There should be. Kino should be on that. If not, um, yeah, sign that contract with the Stallone pen. Dan's looking yep. it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. While you're looking it up, uh, I saw the Batman this weekend, of course. Oh, yeah? Yep. Feels weird saying the Batman, but here we are. It sounds like something that, like, you know, your, your parents or your grandparents would, would, would be saying like, oh, you're going Absolutely. to see the, the, the Batman. <laughs> I've, I've seen this joke made and I love it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it it's truly is that. Yeah. But, you know, that is a thing in, in Batman, in the Batman comics. You know, they do call him that every now and then. So real quick, the, uh, I forgot that it, uh, Mill Creek did release it on Blu-ray as one of those retro VHS Blu-rays. It's only $8.99 right now. Perfect. Um, That's so, begging to happen. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And while you're at it, go get the the retro VHS style of Who's Harry Crumb if you don't have it, because that's only $7.99 right now. And that that's a perennial underrated favorite of mine that I loved growing up. 
yeah with, with the great the late great john candy yeah i mean that's john candy all over in that one yes if you if you really want to make it happen so yeah that's a good time as well mm-hmm. sounds like they, they have a very nice i mean it's milk creek which is one of the worst <laughs> somehow i mean i don't i guess they don't really release film noir but god forbid we had to do one of them they just uh they're great because they get stuff out but they will be happy to just race over quality unfortunately yeah, like I find like most of the ones actually have been not bad, but like, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't think they're really spending a whole lot of time on the quality of the prints. A lot of where yeah. they really go downhill is with their television releasing, like their mm-hmm. box sets. Um, yeah. I mean, they did Rockford Files and, you know, it's, it's. All, I'm glad to have it ultimately, but I mean, there's some audio issues. Uh, I've been afraid to get the Miami Vice blue box set because I've heard of, of such issues, mm-hmm. but they put it out and there's there's something to that. Yeah, that's and good, usually affordable, but... so that's good. You know, you appreciate exactly. that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how you could fuck up Stop or My Mom Will Shoot or, or Harry Crumb. Yeah, for I know who Harry, he Harry is, Crumb so I'm not going to ask the question, good. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, and the Batman, it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. It had third act problems, but mm-hmm. ultimately, it was a nice world to be in, especially if you're a, a neo-noir fan. I'd say do it. It's a, it's a nice three-hour-long detective movie, and that's a very fun side to see. Is it really three hours? It's about three hours. Yes, oh, sir. Wow. Yeah. Speaking speaking of peeing, yeah. it got a little rough at the end. Maybe I was that's, say, that's, that's I was I'm looking forward to seeing it again because, uh, you know, maybe those third act problems were just that I was full of pee, but I'm pretty sure there were, there were problems. But mm. yeah, it was a good time. Pattinson, it was a good time. Cool. It's like the first, like, freak Batman. Just like sometimes always, like, looking and standing. Like, oh, what a weirdo, you know? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. That's all I got to say. I'm sure it needs promotion. And then I just uh, something came to mind, Dan, a topic, if you will, that I okay. thought of as I was, you know, flipping through the channels. Another stop or my mom will shoot situation. Uh, okay. The film Wolf was on TV. Do you know Wolf? No. With Jack Isn't... Nicholson and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer from the 90s. No. So it's a werewolf film. And I remember this was a, a movie that was rented at the house. And I remember watching it, but not finishing it. And then it had to be returned. And I never saw the ending for several years decades even i imagine and i just want to talk about maybe uh, if you can think of any like movies that you remember seeing that left an impression on you but you just like never finished and never got to see again for a long time do you have anything like that hmm, that i never got to finish yeah like maybe you started it and then you're like oh we got to get going and then just like for some reason you never saw it i have, I have three that i think of wolf was one mm-hmm. and then uh, blade runner and, oh, spirit, okay. and spirited away. I remember like those were on and just being like, and they were those two, especially like Wolf is just what it is. But like those two had such like worlds in it and they're like no other films. And I remember just being like, what the heck was that? I need to get back to that. Blade Runner didn't take too long. But yeah, I remember just really thinking about those things quite often. It's a good thing. I, I think it's because like I'm so obsessive about having to watch a movie start to finish so like i i will you know i will work my way around not doing but you never that. were like maybe at home and like about to go somewhere you're like getting grossed in a movie on tv mm. and then you're like oh shit i gotta get going and then it's like oh where'd that movie go if i remember i think the first time i i watched big trouble in little china i think i came in like midway through or or i missed the beginning and I just started watching it, not really knowing what it was. And I was just like blown away by it. And I, I was just like, I have to get this movie and like watch this again, start to finish. So I feel like that's sort of in that vein. That's like the first sure. one that came to mind. Um, but I can't really think of any that, yeah, that I had to leave. And I was like really bummed that I had to 
to do that. Cause yeah, cause I'm like, like I said, like I'm pretty like, I have to stay and watch it. So I, I will work my schedule around it, you know, accordingly. Um, See, I just, I, I would, I'm a, I'm a flipper. Like I, I will just yeah. all of a sudden just be like, what's on TV. Let me, what's on these movie channels all of a sudden, like I'm not looking at the schedule too often. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is just like, all right, we got like 20 minutes before we got to leave the house. Yeah. Hopefully nothing good is on. Yeah. I, I hope, I hope not too. But at least now we're in like the age of like DVR, you know, yeah, it's, and anything it's a where you could now. like you could find it. But yeah, that was yeah. that was just a uh, strange sensation back in the day. So, you know, maybe the Noiros out there can better handle this topic. The real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you got any. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I'm just thinking like I'm thinking, you know, do I have any? Hey, I- Maybe I should have texted this to you uh, ahead of time so you could have thought about it. But yeah, I don't know I, if anything would have happened. I, I don't know if, it, like you're saying, I, you are a completist, so I, I understand. Yeah, like I have, I have such a tough time walking away from movies. Like even like to pause it and come back to it later. Like I'm just like not like I have to watch it straight, start to finish. Like it's very rare that I I even pause it and go do something else and come back to it. I usually like block out the time. Like this is the time I'm gonna watch it, start to finish. Like, oh, I understand. That's how I am. So, well. One of us plans and the other one of us stands. <laughs> yeah. Um, stands looseness, I guess. Stan and Dan. Um, I was thinking I, I watched a movie that I, I saw. I, I, I didn't really know much about. And then Warner Archive just released it. And I, I finally watched it this morning, um, which I definitely want to recommend. It's called Straight Time with Dustin Hoffman. It came that out in 78. Very familiar. It's so the cast is amazing. So it's it's him. It's Teresa Russell, who I really liked. Always great. Yeah. M. Emmett Walsh, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, Gary Busey. <laughs> and it's like so it's 78. So he's like super young and actually pre motorcycle accident. Yes. And his son is in it. His, his Jake Busey is Jake in it Busey. First as role a little, as wow. a little kid. Yes. That's amazing. Um, it was a great like crime drama. Like it was very, very late 70s. But it's about him being like he was like convicted of burglary he was in prison for six years about how him getting out and being in society and how he kind of falls back into the life but mm at walsh is like this like real huge jerk parole scumbag of course yeah yeah he's he's his parole officer he's just such a jerk to him but he ends up getting it to him pretty good i won't give it away because it's like ridiculous what he does to him what hoffman does to him at one point but i would highly recommend it i i really liked it a lot um great like i said great cast just really good very good late 70s like heist kind of like i would put it in the same vein as like a like almost i know you revere it but in like an eddie coil kind of arena like okay. era like vibe like really great cast it you know knowing that like that, i feel like i feel like you would you would appreciate it yes nice well I'll definitely give it a check out then yeah definitely recommend sounds good should we get into this warner archive film dan well, I actually have a, a question. Oh, I like this. Before you, you start in this one. I don't know if you were aware or not. Oh, boy. Um, but um, <laughs> a killer only has one destination. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's, and it's murder. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, episode 62. I'm blown away by that, Dan. It was uh, well done. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've been saving that one. Why they call you Fancy Dan? You've been saving this for over a year. This one's been coming. Yes, I've I've been 
anxiously long awaited episode 62 destination murder of course this thing was released june 6 1950 from rko pictures directed and produced by edward l Kahn, along with producer marie schuss they produced this under many production companies this is an independent film they've really got some financing together but most prominently prominent features of course incorporated Mm -hmm. and a screenplay by don martin welcome to the show welcome to the film we're in the theater <laughs> and we got five minute intermission meet jackie wales is our stanley clemens of course and he's out on a date he's in a nice fancy movie theater in los angeles of course we're, we're la noir as you do and he's like yeah I'll, I'll be right back i'm just gonna step out get a fresh air maybe a snack and he darts off <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like one of my favorite like opening sequences of a film noir. Like I remember the first time I watched this, and I just, it like sucked me in right there. This whole sequence, very clever. Yes, it's all business. Uh, there's there's a man waiting at this nearby house, uh, Mister Armitage. Armitage. Arm- Armitage. Armitage. All right. Yes, he goes by many different names, and it's fascinating. <laughs> um, and, and he will call himself that name uh, many times. Many times. Yes. <laughs> Very, very nice touches with him. He's waiting and Jackie does a quick change into a, a messenger boy outfit. And we're going to see a lot of them in a little bit. He, he heads over to this nice house, which turns out to be from businessman Arthur Mansfield. It's the Manfield, Mansfield home. And uh, he knocks on the door, confirms who this man is. And then he shoots him dead, Dan. Through a package. So he holds up the package. Yes. So he can't see it. He just looks at his own back and then he shoots him through the package. Shoots him through the package, runs off, does a nice little hop over the fence. I'm sure that's not going to come into play at all. And his daughter, who happened to be home, Laura, she witnesses this. Uh, Laura, of course, is our Joyce McKenzie, Mm -hmm. our our star of the picture. She is the one who they refer to on the back of this where they say she uses her curves to work the angles. A co-ed goes sleuthing for the killer of her father. They also say he could be any rap but love, but that's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. But yes, welcome to the show, everybody. This is this is what we're doing from here on out. She's going undercover to to check this all out. Why? Who is this guy? Why did he get murdered? We're never going to find out. (laughs) Um, I I mean, I have some guesses. I mean, obviously, he's he's a part of this whole. Like he's like a probably a businessman. It's clearly not from nowhere, but that's a lot of holes for us to fill as an audience. And um, the audience doesn't need to know that. We're we're worried about the other stuff. Absolutely, we absolutely did need to know some of that. It's we will get into it. Um, But the train's leaving, Joey. The train's (laughs) leaving. You got seventy-two minutes. Okay. Thank God for that. Uh oh, I have some I have some worries now. We will get into it. Um, so now we're we're gonna see a police lineup. We see a bunch of these messenger boys all, all lined up. They all look like jerks. They get, the cops got one guy in particular. Who is that again, Dan? Jackie. Not Jackie. No, remember there's like one guy that they were like, hey, clearly it's not you. Remember he comes like up in the end. Again? Oh, Frank Niles. Frank, Frank Niles. Niles. Thank he's you. like a, he's like a known like kind of crime boss. Like they pull him in immediately, bigwig. but they're like, clearly it's not you, but we're going to figure this out. And, you know, in a way car. So he has the same car circumstantial. He's not there for nothing, but he has an alibi that can get it all figured out. Yeah. And who wants to screw with this guy? And he, he, it it seems to rub him a little the wrong way later on where he's like, yeah, I didn't like getting picked up. Yeah. That that doesn't work for me. I'm a businessman. And so Laura 
She sees all these guys. They make them turn around front and back constantly, take off their hats. You know, they got the little bow ties going and stuff. And so she is not able to identify them. And well, she picks uh, three guys. She, yeah, she picks... she's like, it could be these yeah. guys, but they release them. And clearly it's going to be up to her to do her own police work. You know, as we all know, the cops are going to be pretty useless to you. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to look into this Jackie guy. I see him outside of the police station, get a cigarette from him and get a ride with him. But let's see what we, we can find from this guy. Mm-hmm. And instantly he gives himself up because they go to her gate and he does the jump again. Well, first she does that thing where she like walks him by her actual house. Oh yeah. And, she like fakes him he, out. It's like, cause right. she wanted to see if he like recognized where she yes. lived. And he was like, yeah, right. I don't know where you live. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He's trying to play it off. Like he does it. Yeah. But the hop gives him away. And so Laura calls in the investigator. This is Lieutenant Brewster, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, hey, I, I got this thing solved. I found it. You know, much like me when I had the camera footage of my car getting hit to the cops. And they said, no, no, no. This means nothing. Evidence. Get out of here. Who needs evidence? Who needs evidence? So she, clearly Laura's going to need more. So she's like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to gonna date Jackie, this man who murdered my father. Uh, and, you know, in front of me, I, I now know it was 100% him and he he's fallen for it. He has no idea, of course, but he's just, you know, spending all of his money. Uh, he's it's got like a nice sequence, the, the monetized nice secrets within the car. And it's just the, the, the man the user dropping from different places. <laughs> oh God. One of them had a really good name too. I wish I wrote it down, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a sequence. All right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's blown it all away on this, this pretty girl and you know, seems like it's going well, but all of a sudden he's got money due. He might have to sell his car. So he goes into the Vogue nightclub. Mm-hmm. This is, there's going to be a lot of operations going on here. And uh, he's going to call in a favor from Mr. Armitage. Uh, you know, he, he killed for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, why can't he get a couple of bucks? 2000 bucks is what he wants. Uh, he's got a $1,500 casino debt, and he probably wants 500 bucks to take his girl out, I'd imagine. But first, he has to get through uh, Stretch Norton. Stretch Norton, exactly. Herd Hatfield. <laughs> yes. Herd. Who is the right-hand man, wink, wink, you know. And he he's there. And uh, they're like, uh, yeah, I'd like some money. I- I'd like $2,000. I killed for you. And they're like, sure. Hey, how about a little music to talk to? Who doesn't like a little ambiance? And he puts on this Turn player piano. Turn it up. Player piano. It plays automatically. And he beats Jackie with the belt. Armitage does, yeah. Yeah. It's his beaten music. Armitage is in the mood for music. Armitage wants his music loud. Two thousand wasn't enough, huh? Maybe this will be enough. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous that like he's just immediately just like, all right, turn it up, and you just see him pulling out the belt. It's like what? Yeah, how dare this guy ask for money? But I would say immediately, this is where I suspected, like, Armitage is doing his own dirty work. Like, something's up here. Like, mm-hmm. that guy's just sitting there, like, what's up with Stretch Norton? But yeah, got some whooping music. <laughs> That's a good time. Laura sees 
this beaten man coming back and uh she's like clearly i gotta i gotta get a little closer into this i gotta delve a little deeper so she notices stretch and she's like hey can i get a job clearly something to do with the murder happened here so i'm gonna Mm. i'm gonna try to get up to the top what can i do and they're not looking for anyone but she actually manages to get herself a, a cigarette girl job i love when he's interviewing her when Stretch is interviewing her, and uh, he's like, Any experience? Experiences, if you know what I mean. I got a rough idea. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so those experiences are very exciting to Stretch, so. Yeah. Oh, he instantly likes her. I, I, you could tell he instantly has a thing for her, so. That, yeah. That's the only reason. I think that's why he hired her, for sure. Why? Yeah, now you know why they call him Stretch, because uh, his penis stretches when he sees a pretty girl, huh, Dan? <laughs> hey, man, I wasn't going. Just, I wasn't going there, but you can't be called Stretch and not be asking for it. Is all I'm saying. I wonder if that's his actual name. It wasn't in quotes. We, we we're, we're yeah. given nothing else, so it, it very well could be. Could have been a stretchy child, you know. His full name could be Stretchmore. Who knows? <laughs> Stretchmore, Stretchington, <laughs> Stretchmore, Stretchington the third, Stretchington Norton. There you go. And look at the hog on that baby, huh? Name him Stretch. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, she's a cigarette girl now. And someone has been noticing who doesn't like that. And that's Alice Wentworth, who is uh, Mirna Dell. She's the one who's dating Armitage. And, you know, she she wants more. She's she's a go getter, as we are absolutely going to see. Mm-hmm. Um, she's great, for sure. Yeah. She, she's got some great stuff. And. Stretch is like, we should get rid of Jackie. Like, he's he's making trouble already. Although, really, they should have paid this guy off, like, pretty decently for what he did. I don't know why they thought they could just be like, yeah, just do this for us. Well, so he got up, he got paid off initially for doing the job. Mm-hmm. But this was him coming back and saying, I want more because he has the debts, right? Yeah. So, at this point, it's like, he, he's basically trying to, like... But clearly, they didn't pay this guy enough to murder someone. If you're coming back and asking for more right off the bat, like he only wants two thousand, that's not even that much. I don't I mean, know. With inflation, I mean, I I forget. I don't know how much that would have been in 1950. Oh, but, plenty. But I'm just saying, yeah. like, still. Yeah, he's a desperate guy. He's got all those gambling debts. I don't know. He is a desperate guy. Uh, Stanley Clemens just has such a good desperate face on him. It, yeah, it, it, it's great. He he plays the part so good. He should absolutely be in the full movie. Everyone great. <laughs> Is not in this enough. So they want to get rid of Jackie. Of course, make it look like a suicide. We we can totally, you know, pawn this thing off on the Mansfield thing on him and and get it off our back. We'll say he was an accomplice of Frank Niles, that guy that they had uh, picked up before who who clearly wasn't a part of it because he was his business rival Mm. um, who also had the same car. And so, yeah, they're they're like, this thing's going to be perfect. But before they can do that, Alice actually goes to Jackie. This is a great scene. The two of them together, especially. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, so you're like going out with. She knows like uh, who Laura is. Yeah. So she's like, you're going out with like Laura Mansfield and all, you know, the cigarette girl. And, you know, hey, I know you did the murder. Like we could really make some money off this. Like if you write this confession letter saying what you did and who put you up to it, give it to me. I'll hold on to it. And then you say, I want that money. And I have, you know, some leverage over you. I got this letter. So if anything happens to me, it'll go out. Then that'd be bad. So pay me, huh? And there's also a great line here where uh, he goes like, That's beginning to make sense. And dollars. I love that. Yep. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. 
It's um, great. Yeah, just a great scene with the two of them and, and just her really coming up with this plan and, and, and trying, you know, it's between her and Jackie, like you get two people who are really just trying to rise the ranks and, and you know, coming up from the bottom and have the means yeah. to do it any way as possible. They're right. just so great. So, yeah, Alice is also like, I want half. Give me half of this blackmail money. We, we could do this. I'm smart. You've got knowledge. Let's go together and make this happen. So Jackie, he's feeling like king shit. He heads back to the Vogue and he's like, hey, all right, I got some news for you. And then they're like, all right, let's get the player piano going. Like, sounds like we need some more music, huh? Yep. Armitage. And Armitage is like, Armitage, smash, you know, like, <laughs> so good. Uh, also, Armitage is getting upset. <laughs> Shout out to Armitage. Dan, a triple decker. A triple decker, yes. Triple decker. Well done, sir. We did not intend to do so, but this guy is everywhere. Albert Decker, a triple decker. We did Love it. him. A double decker would have been fine, but a triple, we are the only podcast that dares to do so. Yes, he is a lovable dares to have scumbag. Decker. Yes, we dare to have decker. We are the upper decker of uh film norm podcasts, as as they say. I think we're pretty close to beating out all the exist well existing quote unquote because no one's really active anymore. But film mm. noir podcasts in in terms of episodes, really, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have quite a lot of episodes at this point. So. We're killing it. We're regular. Yeah. We're delightful. We're the we're the top of the class, Dan. So more well done. A true triple decker, indeed. <laughs> For <laughs> so, everyone. <laughs> Armitage is like whooping music and he's like and then uh jackie's like no 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 i got this whole letter thing going on and uh stretch is like okay turn off the music like no music and Armitage is like no music <laughs> <laughs> the way he plays them is so great yeah great job decker so they're like okay crap now we gotta deal with this and here's five thousand dollars Good luck to you. <laughs> well, you know something's up definitely at this point because uh, when he's about to give him the money, Decker holds on to the money, Armitage, and then yeah. he looks up at Stretch and Stretch kind of like gives him like a little bit of like a nod, like yeah, he has to get a seal of approval for it. So then, absolutely, by this point, you're like, okay, something yeah. is definitely going on with with Stretch here. Like, yeah, heard Hatfield is, is too good looking to not be a bigger part of this movie. He's trouble. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Compared to you know, arbitrage, like he's not the kind of guy that's going to be running the joint. Yeah. So yeah, they don't like this. Stretch goes to Alice and is like, "Hey, you know, why, why don't you go ahead and uh, get in good with this uh, Jackie fella and, and try to get this confession?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, sure, wink, wink." And then so Alice, you know, goes to do something with Jackie, and she sees him with Laura, and then sees that Jackie doesn't. Okay, she hadn't revealed it at this point, but yeah, she doesn't know anything about how he's been uh, laura's been working at the vogue so he's like okay alice now has something else to hold over on jackie and and that's mm -hmm. power to her knowledge is power and she is a powerful woman so she uh <laughs> she then goes like well good job dating the daughter of the person you killed like that's real smart and uh clearly she's up to something like this doesn't just happen she wants to, she wants to know who killed her daddy so <laughs> just we'll figure this out Alice goes to stretch in the apartment. So here's the letter. I got it. Why don't you and I figure out some sort of blackmail scheme? We could take down Armitage. We'll, we'll run this joint. Little but, does she know. <laughs> little does she know indeed that uh, she went to the wrong place and he keeps the letter. It, it's uh, quite a setup that he puts together. He puts it under the seat cushion and then he takes out the like a piece of uh, like a 
uh, page out of a magazine, crumples it and throws to it to make in it the, look like he burned something. Yeah, up in the fire. Yeah, and he it says, was... "Well, I don't want to take it away from you, but here you start. Please. You start hearing some music. Let's just yes. say that that, that much, <laughs> and you know, you know, you're in for some trouble." Yes, and then uh, you know, Arbitage just pops up, and uh... well, the door opens, and she and she like kind of is like walking over, like, "Who is that?" It's like, yes. "How would you not know?" Uh, and then she, you see her kind of getting, you know, whisked into this doorway and you know that her fate's pretty much sealed at that point. Nothing good happens when that psalm is playing. But yeah, it, it seems a little weird that he wouldn't burn that confession. There was a perfectly good fire right there, but I guess we'll we'll see what happens with that. But that is a, a, a wrap, unfortunately, on Mirren Adele. She's, she's a corpse from here on out and uh, that's a shame. But mm-hmm. now we get to see more of what stretch is up to hmm. laura starts to date stretch which of course leads to trouble hmm. well at this point does he he puts the letter into the the safe at behind the picture in the office at at the vogue right i believe so kid once he does that yeah he's, he's got a whole plan in place uh he puts it into this safe which has no combination dan that thing is just begging to be found Either like that or it has only it's only one number because I feel like every time they do it they just like slide it over. I, but I with, felt like it was just a turn in and open on that. I mean, it's hidden behind like a picture frame, right? But, but still, well, it's like, oh, oh, that's my safe. I hope there's nothing you find in there, Wink. Yeah, not, nothing in there for anybody. Well, it, it's interesting because now this plays into his hands because the letter says that it's Armitage. He like it names Armitage as the one who masterminded this. So yes, and Stretch that he is the list. owner of the Vogue, which. Right is not the case. Stretch actually owns the Vogue, and he's right. like, Armitage, you've been doing such a great job, man. I'm going to give you the club. You've earned it, buddy. Why don't you, you come over? We're going to have a drink. We're going to celebrate. We'll Thanks, sign boss. some paperwork. All Sounds good. He's like, Armitage, happy. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Once you find out he's not the boss, like all of a sudden he's just like, yeah, sure. Like He's just like real casual, and it, it's great. Yeah. And of course, Lieutenant Brewster is not feeling good about any of this. He's like, ah, something's up with Armitage. Like, clearly he's involved. What are you doing? But Laura's like, I gotta get deeper into this. I'm gonna get closer to stretch. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have a date. Things are gonna go well. He he really lays it on thick. He's like, let's get married. And you know, she she seems to be for the most part enjoying it. He's not the guy who killed her father after all. So right. And so she even feels comfortable enough to be like, hey. <laughs> I'm actually Laura Mansfield. I think Armitage killed my daddy. Like, let's get this. Let's figure this out. We can get married. Everything's going to be great. And Stretch is like, sure. I just got to take care of one thing first. (laughs) So, yeah, he sets up that whole thing. Armitage comes over to sign those papers. And he hides it. He he also picks up a gun that's like in a cloth. He makes sure not to get any fingerprints on it. And you're like, okay, that's going to be used at some point. And we think it's going to be when he's first with Armitage, but he actually slips him some sort of poison or, or knockout something. Yeah, it's like a knockout pill or something. A roofie, a Mickey, yeah. you know, whatever whatever kind of name you're in the mood for. But it knocks him out, but he's like, as he's sitting, and he is able to put the gun in his hand. Yeah, it, it's quite a, a quite a scene. <laughs> He basically sets it up so he shoots the the gun like he fakes like stretch shoots the gun towards like a, a like a picture on the wall yeah so it breaks the frame makes a lot of noise and then you know uh laura's in the other room at at the apartment and she hears it and because she overhears stretch faking saying like oh you know you're not gonna get me armitage like yeah. you know like blah 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 and then she she walks in and she grabs the gun that's hidden because she sees it in the earlier 
goes in and shoots. She sees uh, Armitage with a gun. So yeah, because Armitage is like sitting there, like all like, like woozy, over, like, yeah. with the gun pointed, and it looks like it, it's pointed on stretch. So she like yeah goes in and, and kills him, which is pretty fucked up. He's a puppet master. This this Stretch Norton man. He's just making all this stuff happen. Truly, but the to, good news is like yeah. it, it is self defense. So like she she gets off. You know he he's a very excellent puppet master because he doesn't want Laura to get in trouble. Right. But Brewster, he's like, no, no, no. Something's clearly up here. I don't like the stretch guy. I, I, he's no good. We, we got to figure this thing out. And she believes him because she just really, ultimately, you know, she's not trying to find love. She's trying to find her father's killer and find right. justice. And also, uh, Frank Niles, is, as we I alluded to before, he 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 wanted he didn't like getting busted. He didn't like getting bothered with all of this. And he knows who bothered him with it. So he's like, yeah, let's get this guy. Sting time. It's sting time, exactly. So they, they set this thing up real nice, like, you know, Niles has a gun. And he's like, ah, I'm going to take over here. <laughs> I'm taking over for Armitage. You know, this is... He's just sitting in his chair in, in the office of the Vogue. It's great. And then he yeah. starts saying, like, oh, you know... It's just like, I'm now. the real boss. And, you know, there's nobody listening in on this very personal <laughs> conversation. But no, yeah. no, no. The police actually have bugged the place. They totally... You go, you can work for me. You can be my front, just like Armitage. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Why would I do that? That worked out so well the yeah. first time. Uh, and then Laura comes in to give the news, of course, because she's she's earned it. She's like, this has been recorded. Screw you, dude. Uh, Stretch grabs Niles' gun and, and takes Laura hostage. <laughs> but it does not work out. And then a ridiculous fight scene occurs. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, then Laura's like, whoops, sorry about that. I guess I should just let you guys do your thing instead of, you know, this, which <laughs> was insane. But you do have to question, would any, would they have found any of these killers at any point? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the end. Um, one quick shout out. I didn't know where to put it. But at one point, the, while we're at the Vogue, you get to see uh, Steve Gibson and the Red Caps performing and wonderful usually these musical mm-hmm. performances are uh they come at you loud and <laughs> someone's screaming and hitting a bongo but yeah <laughs> they, they really did a great job it was a nice touch I, I was glad to see them so shout out to them and also at at the end so i guess at the end of that struggle it's it's the the lieutenant comes in he starts fighting and uh he's about to get a vase smashed on him i think and then sergeant mulcahy which is like the the right hand man of the lieutenant comes in shoots uh what's his name else's name stretch yeah. and stretch falls into the piano the player piano makes it like the minor hits the minor chord you know this the very dissonant uh and i just like that touch that that's how he goes out and then they have that whole weird like recurring joke about her not taking a taxi but going in a squad car <laughs> which yeah but he up. says like squad, ca- squad, ca- squad, squad car. car yeah which yeah. is funny yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, so what, what do you think uh <laughs> It's a ride, man. It it's is a ride. a ride. It's 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 a better plot than movie, I think. Yeah, I would. There, there's it's a lot like of interesting elements for sure, but just ultimately they don't really add up to anything worthwhile in the end. I think, um, like it, it asks the question: you know, is is it the destination, Dan, or is it the journey that's important? And this film, despite the title, mm-hmm. seems to think that it's the journey, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Except, you know, what was the point of all this? You know, what? Why did why? <laughs> Why? Um, you know, I think it's very easy to market this film. You know, like if you're talking about just talking about it, that all sounds great, doesn't it? Like, yeah, oh yeah. it sounds like a great time. The execution of it is uh, and, and watching it is another thing altogether, though. It, 
you know, it's, it's a ton of fun and there's so many unique elements in it that are one of a kind. And the, the plot of just someone like going undercover and doing all this is great, but it's just, it's not enough of that. Unfortunately um, for me, you know, it, it, it's still a B movie at the end of the day mm. uh, and ranking it against other Bs. I think it's closer to the C end of the grade. I, I would give it a 5.8 uh, Armitages out of 10 <laughs> on the on, on Armitage scale. On the Armitage scale, but it's yeah. not, it's not a slog, you know, it, you know, and you're, you're in and yeah. out. Right. Um, I, think I, that's I just, what, yeah, I was just hoping for more, I guess, you know, like, yeah, but it, it's fun. It's a fun little one. Yeah, no, I, I, that's it. It's like, I, yeah, it's not like the best movie in the world, but I, I, you know, as far as, especially film noir goes, but I, I just have fun watching this movie because like I said, it's so brisk. It's 72 minutes. You're in and out. It's just like, you're in it and it just goes. And a lot of cool film noir tropes. Some, some are kind of common. Some are very weird and bizarre. And like, it's, it feels like this, like weird, like almost like, I don't want to say it feels soap opera ish, but like it's, it's, it's just seems so, surreal at times just like some of the situations that they're getting into and it just it just goes 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 and and you don't really get a chance to like really get you know settled into anything too fast like you said maybe in your i I see your point of its detriment where it doesn't necessarily spend too much time on maybe having some of the more intrigue on laura's side of her kind of going undercover i think that would have been cool but yeah i kind of think you know as great as it is that it's so short it's kind of what's a shame about it because it just needed yeah. a little more time to to delve into the why more of laura doing what she's doing you know working as a cigarette girl you know you're just never there long enough you know more with jackie mm-hmm. and and more alice would have been great too but you know the elements are there i i, I hate to say it as I, I say too often but you know you could take everything here and really do something great with it you know mm-hmm. you know it, it just it, it was you're working against the budget and and the amount of you know, limited sets that are available and what you can do with that. You know, like I understand how we got here and it is Mm -hmm. incredible with that as a result, but. Cause it's so ridiculous. You know I mean? Just, it it just, just, it's just so much going on. But one thing I think we, we didn't mention, but I I really like, there's a small scene when she's, you know, it starts off with her in the Vogue and, and it's like, she's just, you know, starting out as the cigarette girl and, she kind of saunters up to to stretch and there's you want to talk sequence. smoking dan Ooh, yeah a L- lot of smoke looks looks great i mean and then out yep. love a cigarette oh bro. yeah oh yeah oh yeah um and he gets a cigarette and she's like oh it's on the house you know blah yes. blah, blah but then so he has he holds on to it and then she kind of notices that he walks over and sees stretch i mean stretch sees jackie jackie yeah. and and she doesn't want jackie to know that she's working there because you know once he spots her it's going to be a lot of her so she kind of has to like put her back up against him and try to like hide. It's a great shot. And then she's like, Oh no, here, you know, he's like, Oh, can I get a pack of cigarettes? She, she kind of like looks away. And then Norton's like, Oh no, you can have this one on the it's house. On the house. Yeah. I don't yeah, care yeah. about and this I, cigarette that, from this girl. Right. And, and it's the whole, like just the whole kind of like dance of it, I guess, if you will, uh, is it, great. I, I love that, that whole sequence, it's a little, little small, nice little sequence that I, I really like. But yeah, I, I think the first time I saw this was on Noir Alley a while back. And I was just like, it was around it, the it time just, of suspense. We could tell when Dan right. was watching. Yes. Yep. It, it drew me in. Yep. It drew me in and I was in it. And it, you know, you're you're out before you know it. You're like, wow, what just happened? Like I, I feel like I was just like a whirlwind of, of film noir right there. So see, and I and before this, I watched Eddie Muller's like intros and outros for that mm-hmm. episode. And the way he was describing it, like I said, it, it's very easy to market this film. You know, it, it's just yeah. another thing of making it and watching it. But right. yeah. 
Interesting little one. Uh, yeah, so this, this was an independent feature with multiple producers helping fund the production and before it was sold to RKO two months after it was completed. The movie theater you see featured in the film is the Marcal Theater. They would do a lot of you know later runs and revivals. That's why you see a lot of movies that had been out for a little bit. Uh, you see Flight Lieutenant and Corgador Cor <laughs> yeah. uh, from 42 and 43. Looks like they were doing a commemoration of Pearl Harbor around that time. So that's why those were there when that was filmed. And then you could also see posters outside the theater for Mr. Smith Goes to Washington mm -hmm. and Germany Year Zero. Mm -hmm. So some fun facts there. Uh, Steve Gibson and the Red Caps, you know, they were from L.A. They played there quite a bit. They were active from 1938 through the 1950s. So they had quite a run, better than some other bands. <laughs> <laughs> Director Edward L. Kahn, he had worked since he was a teenager in Hollywood, first as a production assistant and then as an editor. He is said to have saved All Quiet on the Western Front in the edit. And he also worked on The Man Who Laughs from 1928, which if you want to talk the Batman, that was the inspiration for the Joker It was in that movie. So, But he then became a director during the pre-code era. And if you're looking for one of those gems, look out for Afraid to Talk from 1932, which is said to have a lot of early noir qualities. And then he made mostly shorts during that period, including the popular Our Gain serial, who's mm -hmm. probably known to our generation as the Little Rascals. Yes. Uh, he would then do more, he'd do his best to do more credible work during that time, mostly doing independent films like this one. And then after he directed several more pictures, he, he directed a lot of movies, including plenty of beloved horror films like It, The Terror from Beyond Space in 1958, which actually inspired Alien in 1979. Mm -hmm. And it was a family affair. His brother edited this film, Philip Kahn, and their father was a film editor, Dan Kahn, two ends on that, Dan. Uh, mm. And then their grandfather, Daniel T. Kahn, was a film editor. So this was a family business for sure. Yeah. Joyce McKenzie, our Laura Mansfield. She was actually the 11th actress to play Jane in the Tarzan series. And during World War II, she worked as a carpenter's helper in the shipyards in San Francisco. And she got the opportunity to act uh, when she was discovered on her job as a cashier at the Pasadena Playhouse in 1948. Uh, she's been in some, some classic film noirs, this one. And then, of course, you've got The Racket from 1951. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for some, some good Mitchum, you'll find it there. Good that one, yeah. Absolutely. And she was also in The Western Broken Arrow with James Stewart. Wow. <laughs> And she's a Deadline USA, too, with Bo Bogey, right? Yes, I believe so. Might yeah. see her again. And she actually just, I, I just realized that just, she actually just, just passed, passed, yeah. passed away. Yeah. Last year, summer of last year. So we just missed her. We, if we only did Destination Murder when we originally planned on it, maybe she would have come on the show. She's 95. Yeah. 95. Wow. Great run. And she actually became a teacher when acting dried up for her. Stanley Clements, he was married to Gloria Graham, Dan. Mm -hmm. As pe that. people did seem to be. Uh, and it was not a good marriage. He liked to drink and gamble, much like our Jackie Wales in this story. Yeah, say it fits, fits pretty well. <laughs> and uh, she was cheating on him. So that was never fun. And and it didn't didn't end well. And they actually died 11 days within each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then Myrna Dell. Uh, she once told a reporter she didn't like being a glamour girl, stating, quote, after a time, a girl gets bored with the glamour, the atmosphere, the drinking, the cigarettes to smoke, the wolves, end quote. But wow. she did seem to love her time as being an actress. She was actually credited along with actress Jacqueline White 
with creating autograph shows, <laughs> which is quite interesting. And in her final years, she was quite on top of answering fan mail all the way up to her death. She had a website and everything where you could email her and things would oh, have been great. Awesome. Yeah. So she really, she, she definitely was in touch with the fans and, and, and that regard. And her ashes were spread next to the Hollywood sign. Hmm. I know she was in a couple other film noirs and she did a lot of TV too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was in Batman, the, the TV series. Everyone great was. <laughs> yep. As a pedestrian. So I guess maybe not a you know huge role, but still she. I don't know. You watch that show. There, there's some great pedestrians. Yeah. So I, I understand it. There's no small roles there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's our fun facts for Destination Murder. A breezy movie, possibly a breezy episode. But me and the editing bay is pretty psyched. And since this is a <laughs> movie by editors, one more shout out to the editors, right? Yep. You and Victor Laszlo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to just give him give it to him at this point. But yeah, he might as well. You know, old Vic, lazy son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully he'll he'll be back to to help us put together next week's episode. I hope we can find a way out, but it's not looking good, Dan. It's 1950s, no, no way out. Why couldn't it be you that got killed instead of Johnny? That's your favorite question, ain't it? Only the last time you asked it, it wasn't about being dead. You scum. It was why couldn't it be you I married to instead of Johnny? You dirty scum. Sounded good in the dark. I should have killed you. You had other things on your mind. What is it, Dr. Brooks? This man has stolen a scalpel. He's got it hidden on him. I want him searched. Hand it over, Biddle. I ain't got it, Doc. Are you sure there's one missing? I checked out three, Dr. Horton. We've only found two. He's had every opportunity to take it. Miss Blake and I had our backs to him most of the time. The scalpels were lying right here on the instrument table. And all he had to do was... Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, you going to stream I, it on Criterion Channel? Is this your debut of the channel stream? I'm going to try to. I think um, this is a good good one to come in on. I'm, I, I plan on doing that. And if anyone's listening out there with a membership, it is available there. Mm -hmm. I think as of this recording, I, I did check a while ago. Maybe I should give it another glance. You make sure it's still yeah, on there. Yeah, it's still there. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason I think we wanted to do this was, you know, he, you know, Sydney Poitier recently passed and also actually his birthday uh, just passed as well. So. Um, we failed him in, in all ways possible, but yeah, but we're, we're getting, we're getting to the film now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Cause I've never seen it. So. Ooh, pre-code Paramount is, uh, on I Criterion did know about channel. that. I'm looking forward to that. That was one of the other reasons why I, when I saw that instantly go up and I was like, okay, that's, that is another reason for me to want to be on there for that. Yes. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah. So looking forward to all of that and looking forward to you guys coming back next week. If, if you have thoughts, opinions, you want to send a recipe for disaster <laughs> or a good destination know, onion okay. dip, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Map. We'll, we'll take a map to treasure, whatever you want to send. That's within reason. Mm -hmm. uh, the real out of the podcast at gmail.com seems to do the trick. We're also on Instagram out of the podcast, Twitter, out of the cast, Facebook, out of the podcast, leave a review, rate, subscribe, Apple podcast, Spotify, all, all the greats. 
Right, Dan? The best. Sure. Armitage! Because <laughs> I think the one thing I wanted to hopefully have, you know, as a takeaway for you is that you'll, you'll never, it'll stay with you. This will stay with you. Armitage will stay with you. Just Armitage about absolutely that. will, yes. Yeah, like, because I, I think about it all, like, just randomly all the time. So Armitage it, approves! Yes. Yeah, so if, if for nothing else, this movie will, will give you that because just how ridiculous that character is of always speaking in the third person. Uh, it's it's great. You know, I like I said, Dan, I didn't like the movie, but I liked a lot about it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it, fun, it, quick little little B movie. Yeah, it's 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 like I said, it's a quick ride. It's fun to throw on. You're in and out. You want my opinion on it? Check out this episode I just did of out of the podcast. Uh oh, <laughs> uh oh, nah, it's, it's fun. Uh, but looking forward to No Way Out. It's going to be a good time. And thank you again, everybody. Here, we're ready to, to toast. I, I don't believe. have my apple we, juice. We got nothing else. We'll, we'll do it we can. <laughs> I wish I did. I had some. Dan? Yes? Armitage say, here Armitage. to crime. <laughs> here to crime. Smash! Ka-ding! <laughs> Solomon Grundy. <laughs> <laughs>